What's up? My name is Alex Terranova. I am the host of the Dream Mason podcast. Welcome. We started this in 2017 because we wanted to highlight the journey of Dream Masons. There's a Dream Mason in all of us. A Dream Mason is someone who is awake to their dreams and driven by the passion, the purpose, and the desire to turn that dream into reality. We interview athletes, gold medalists, Super Bowl champions, artists, creatives, eight, nine-figure entrepreneurs, spiritual leaders, and everyone in between. And sometimes we even walk them through challenges that they're currently facing. So depending on whether you're catching this as a regular interview or a playing with problems segment, there is something for you, whether you're at the peak of your journey, at the low point of your journey. I look forward to having you join me on this journey. And I hope that this show helps you unleash your inner Dream Mason. What's up and welcome back to the Dream Mason podcast. I am your host, Alex Terranova. This is going to be an interesting episode because we've never had, well, I, sh I was going to say we've never had two Terranovas on this podcast before, but that's actually not true. Uh, we've had my mom on this podcast before, so we have had another Terranova, but this Terranova is not related to me. So before I introduce you to him, uh, I just want to say uh, this podcast, I'm excited about what's happening with this podcast because this podcast uh, was born in February of 2017. And I'm sitting here recording this episode today on the on February 1st of 2023. And this is the first episode that's being recorded in the kind of new, new thought, new modality, new mindset of this podcast. What does that mean? Well, it, it means there's still going to be a lot of the things that people loved in the past. So we're still going to have entrepreneurs. We're still going to have athletes. We're still going to have um, spiritual leaders. We're still going to have thought leaders. We're still going to have people that are crushing it and doing innovative and different things. We're still going to have rebels that are bucking systems and trends. And because of the direction of where I'm going, and the work I'm doing, we're also going to have more coaching and I want to say awareness driven thought that's intended for you to open up your mind. So like the conversation we're going to have today, which is a playing with problems kind of segment where we work with somebody on something, where we work with a successful person on something that they're currently challenged by, the intention is for you to be able to relate to that person and get something for yourself. The other thing that we're going to be doing is we're going to be having a lot of conversations about masculinity, um, masculine and feminine dynamics, uh, and the impact of that on our relationships, our businesses, and our lives overall. So I'm excited about what's happening. I love that it just happens to be, what, six years later, uh, I guess five, six years later, whatever that, whatever that time frame is, uh, I guess this would be going into the sixth year, uh, that this podcast decided that it needed to be reborn and rejuvenated. Um, let's jump in. Let me tell you about our guest. So I, I already teased that our guest is another Terranova. I want to give you a little backstory. So we just recently met, but you know, I have actually seen, I've seen this guy's and I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to be vulnerable right now. I saw this guy's Instagram at one point and I didn't even remember. I like put it together right before we figured this out. I don't think he knows this. I didn't tell him this yet, but I saw this guy's Instagram and I showed my fiance and I was like, look at this guy. And I was like this, look at this Terranova. He's younger than me. He's good looking. He's doing these travel things. I don't like this. This is the second time this has happened. Thankfully, he's not an Alex Terranova. There is another Alex Terranova who's an actual model. Um, 
But uh, but I was like, what? You got to be kidding me. So every time a Terra Nova pops up on my radar, they're like these young, good looking guys that are trying to steal my thunder. Uh, I don't actually believe that. And I think it's pretty hilarious and amazing that um, we have the last, same last name. We're doing similar, similar but very different work in the world uh, and that we've been able to connect. So the reason the way we connected was I was on a summit last year. Um, called Forge Your Purpose. And he was also a featured speaker on this summit. And recently we connected, uh, we started talking. I asked him if he wanted to be on this podcast and I got to share with you. I asked him if he wanted to be on the Dream Mason podcast where he could just talk about how great he is or if he wanted to do the Playing With Problems segment, the new Playing With Problems segment, which requires a lot more vulnerability. You don't just get to be a superstar. You got to actually look at what's challenging you in front of the audience. And he said, of course, I want to do the more challenging thing, which is like awesome, right? Um, so let me tell you a little about him. Our guest today is Jesse Terranova. He's a travel and tourism designer. He's an Ironman triathlete, and he's a Chopra certified mindfulness meditation teacher. He's a decade of experience in personal services, including consulting with the big four, one-on-one -on -one leadership coaching, coaching luxury travel, and hosting retreats. If you go to his Instagram, it looks like he's traveled the entire world. He's taking people on these extraordinary travel adventures, and he has developed a well-respected reputation as a creative, resilient, and compassionate leader. He has proven results guiding individuals through unique and captivating travel experiences around the globe while keeping in mind uh, the integration of your enriching experience abroad with your daily life at home is deeply rooted um, as a deeply rooted prerequisite for meaningful and lasting change. Jesse, thanks for being here. How are you, man? Alex, good to be here, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for choosing the more challenging, one might say the more challenging road. Yeah, that seems to be a theme in my life is taking the road less traveled, uh, if you will. But it seemed more exciting to talk about these types of things. And I have a feeling some of the listeners um, may gain some support there because a lot of people, especially men, are just not as comfortable uh, as they probably may want to be talking about those things that they uh, may have, you know, shut a little bit deeper down than they, than they need to. Yeah. You, um, you've, you know, when we've, when we connected, when you shared, when you gave me information before we jumped on here, the reason I started this playing with problems segment is because I started to feel like, and I, and I know you, you relate to this because of what you shared with me. I started to feel like I looked out into the world and I was comparing myself to everyone who's winning all the time, right? I'm not comparing myself to people that are that are not doing well. I'm not comparing myself to people that are struggling or challenged that I know of, right? What I'm comparing myself is to like, right? I'm like seeing your profile and I'm like, man, look at this guy. He's in great shape. He's traveling the world. He looks like he's having fun. And I'm like, ah, oh, I'm not in that good of shape. I'm not traveling the world, right? And I'm making up stories, right? Because I don't actually know what's happening on the other side of, of social media. But I notice I do. I'm doing that with entrepreneurs. I'm doing that with with um, friends. And I started to think, man, we we're missing. We're only comparing ourselves to the wins, and we don't actually know the challenges that these people are going through. 
And every single person is going through a challenge, some, some version of a challenge. And I definitely share that. Definitely. Yeah. I, I like to do on, you know, each, not too active on social media. I'm trying to be more active, but I like on Fridays, I like to have like a failure Friday because I think it's interesting to share with people, you know, it's easy to, you know, compare your beginning to someone else's middle or end, but that's not useful, is it? <laughs> so just to really share my own personal story, maybe inspire others to do that in terms of ways that I'm struggling or finding some challenges or difficulties and, you know, some failure stories that, again, we all fail. It's just, you know, learning from that experience and, and not failing again and making that same mistake. Uh, but yeah, I think it's really important. And I love, I love the intention of the podcast. I love that failure Fridays. Um, let's talk about the ways in which you have succeeded or the ways in which you would consider yourself a success. So first, let me just ask you, what do you think, what do you think it means in in your own words, like to be a success? To me, I've always viewed success as personal fulfillment. And I think whatever that means to you, the word, the word fulfillment to me has a different connotation than actual success. Uh, I think success in the world we live in today is definitely more monetarily monetarily driven of like how much money do you have or what's your status or you know things like that and for me it's just for me it's inner peace like that is true fulfillment for me is having that inner peace and i think also you know waking up every day and having joy and loving the things that you do every day like doing the things that bring you joy and less of the things that drain your joy I think it's really important. Um, and yeah, I think it comes down to more of like a lifestyle for me. I'm 100% with you on those things. And I totally see that. I'm trying to, with myself and with people I work with, reinvent that success is that what we define it as. So if success is joy and inner peace, how do we create that, shift that in our brain so that we're seeing it and take it out of that monetary or achievement um, kind of place that it's been, I think that it's, it's been in our society. Um, why do you feel like you're a success at this, at this point in your life? Why do you feel like you're a success? You brought up a great point before about comparison and Alex, I find myself doing this constantly and I have to catch myself, but I have this quote, comparison is a thief of joy. And I just like keep it at the top of my mind to just remind myself, oh, don't do that. Like it's going to steal your joy if you keep doing it. And so the reason that I know that I'm successful is because I compare myself to who I used to be. And, you know, on my journey, I'm definitely a lot further along. I'm smarter. I'm more wise. I have more tools to overcome, you know, the dark times. And I've envisioned a life for myself that I've absolutely have made happen. Like whenever I say I'm going to do something, it may not, you know, take the few days that I wanted to or the month, but I, I typically make it happen. So yeah, I think for me, uh, you know, it's, it's been an interesting journey, but as I'm sitting right here with you, I definitely consider myself someone who um, has overcome a lot of challenges, but also is in like a really good place to continue to create impact in the world. I love that uh, that that twist or, or perspective on comparing yourself to where you've been for you personally. 
It's it's interesting. I I don't think I do that often, but when it gets triggered, on my birthday I had an an ex girlfriend actually say to me, "The version of you in the past would be mind blown by who you become, and you and you should be proud of yourself." And she had me pause first of all because it came from an ex that you know exes don't you don't always get the that, but it had me pause because she knew me at a place where I was self admit like self admittedly an asshole and i look back and to your point right if i compare myself to where i think i should be or to other people i feel like crap mm-hmm. but if i actually look back at alex of 2007 alex of 2010 it feels really good i mean i just got chills you know when i do that mm-hmm. that's a, i think that's a great practice for people Let's look at like what you've accomplished on this journey. What would you say? What are your some of your, you know, the accomplishments that you're most proud of yourself for? Hmm. Yeah, I guess we can break it down. Be more useful. I think the first thing that comes to mind physically is because I think this definitely aids me with my mindset, with discipline, with being consistent. Um, when I was living in New York. I had signed up for a, a full marathon, the New York Marathon. And, you know, through training and trying to kind of do my best there, <laughs> it was uh, it was a fail because prior leading up to it, the most I had run was 15 miles. And as you know, the marathon's 26. So I had to pull 11 miles out of my ass on race day in the rain. And I told myself, I will never do anything like this again. Of course, I crossed the finish line because I, you know, I have a determined mindset. But I think that that gave me an idea onto, you know, poor performance. Or I'm sorry, um, you know, poor planning leads to poor performance, right? So you have to make sure you plan correctly. And, you know, I've been able to achieve uh, four Ironman triathlons since then. Um, kind of leading one leading up to the other of, of you know, getting better and better and improving my time. So physically, I feel like I'm in great shape. And I feel like that definitely fuels me as an entrepreneur to keep my mind fresh. And, you know, movement is is the best thing for the body. You know, when the, the body moves, the brain grooves. So that that definitely works for me in terms of accomplishments in my career. Um, I started out in accounting and finance. Uh, out of university, I worked at the Big Four at Price Coopers, so that was definitely a huge success right out of you know right out of university, early twenties. Uh, but it really wasn't all that it was supposed to be, I suppose, that people would think that it was going to be. And I kind of knew pretty quickly it wasn't for me. So I'm really proud of myself looking back of shifting and finding the industry that you know I know serves me. And the funny part is, is the hospitality industry to me is really just the service industry, which means that you get to serve others. Um, and so through that, I was able to really identify the things that I love to do in terms of curating different types of travel experiences for people, working at hotels, working on super yachts, um, working for very high worth individuals and supporting them on their travel experiences. So it definitely opened me up to this incredible, um, I'd say new world of, you know, our last name turn over there, New Earth, uh, and a new kind of way to to travel and and to um to perceive and view life. So and I think lastly, I'd have to say spiritually, 
you know, I, I think I'm in a great place spiritually in my life. I've certainly struggled in the past, you know, along the journey by myself. But once I allowed, you know, got into my heart and allowed him to kind of lead, then I saw a huge difference in the decisions I made, the people that came into my life, the outcomes of certain situations. So, yeah, I guess, you know, summing up all those four, I'm sure there's more, but I feel good in, in, in that space for sure. That's awesome. There's, I love the beginning piece around knowing, you know, going into the, let's just say the like Wall Street or business-ish world, you know, like that very corporate America is a better term for it. And knowing that it wasn't for you and having the courage to step away. I think that in itself, right, that you didn't accomplish anything in that. But to me, that is an incredible success because you and I both know how many people follow a path of career that they think they're supposed to follow or the right path or the money path. And they stay in it for years and years and years in it. And, and maybe they get the money, maybe they get some accolades, but it like bleeds their soul dry. And you know, I think about how men have like midlife crisis at 40 or something. And, um, you know, often women, I wouldn't say it's like a midlife crisis at 40, but women um, have their own journey. I don't know that women have a time frame on it. Like we kind of joke about men do, but I think women sometimes will sacrifice their things for their family, the things that they really want. And obviously these, these male and female things could be reversed, right? Women do are now doing the exact same things men are doing and men are staying home and sacrificing for their family. But I noticed that it takes a lot of courage for someone to step out of the lane that they're supposed to be in without knowing where they're supposed to go. And so to me, that courage is a huge win and taking that huge leap and that chance. Um, so kudos to you for doing that. So what's your give to give people an idea? I, I talked about it a little bit right now, but I just want people to hear because I think you have a really cool business. Um, we just tell people what you've created in your business now. Um, and I would call it a success because what from what I've seen, it looks awesome and it looks like something everyone should be a part of. Will you tell us a little bit about that? Definitely. Yeah. Thanks for the feedback, Alex. I, I appreciate that. Um, Connection Creators is a global-based uh, community. It's a platform where people can access a variety of different types of travel experiences in a group style. So we host our retreats a couple times a year. And it's interesting because I decided to, you know, with my travel advising background, just dive in and say, okay, I'll figure it out and find the people. And a lot of people, you know, and other entrepreneurs who have these online businesses or these communities of pre-existing people are now coming to me asking me how you know to create these external physical experiences for people so i think in, in that regard you know we're working on an online program now to support our community that you know that travels with us because it's really not the actual experience that you know has this profound it, it is, but it's actually the insight that you gain as a result of having the experience that you utilize on your journey going forward, which I don't think a lot of people identify. So for me, it's more so using travel as a vehicle to improve and transform people's lives, not only during the experience, but post 
and also, you know, pre-experience getting them them hyped up, hyped up and excited and setting intentions. So, you know, it's it's a little bit of, you know, we're going to go to these amazing places, um, but also cultivating that growth, cultivating the cultural experience you'll have and the perspective change you'll have. And then also that adventure piece to reawaken your senses, to reignite your inspiration, to reclaim your vibrancy, to just kind of bring you back to life. And we love to encompass all those elements on the travel experiences. And I certainly see it as a success in terms of the actual experience. But for me, like, you know, it, I have a burning desire in my heart for it to be more than that, to really support people on their inner journey. I think that's, you know, the, the, the important part of travel is that inner journey that not a lot of people, you know, focus on. I think it's it's a tricky one. So there's definitely some ways to do it. And, and we're working on them. Can you share maybe one success story that you're proud of, of something you, a way you saw someone transform through one of these experiences? Definitely. Uh, one story that comes to mind that's really interesting is I was on the plane heading to the Caribbean, uh, ready to host one of our experiences in 2022. And I remember. I opened up my Kindle to just read something. I, I have so many books on there. I figured I'd just read something to get my mind off the trip. <laughs> I was a little nervous, I suppose. And a book came up. I believe it was uh, seven habits or seven things that highly successful people do or don't do. I don't remember the name. The, of it, the it's, seven it's, habits. it's a good book. The seven yeah. habits of highly successful people. Yeah. Um, and well, I don't actually know if it was that book, Alex. There's another one. Oh, really? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. It was like, it. I'll have to actually remember the name of that book when I tell this story, but it's okay. a really, really powerful book. And I remember reading the first chapter and the author starts going into her story and how her husband had died. And they were like in their mid-20s, man, uh, from a like skydiving accident. And that was like the, you know, the intro to the story. And I just kind of took that information and she had gave a certain amount of um, things that she had done to help overcome that with like his family and all that. And I just figured it was just, you know, something that I would put in the back of my mind and may or may not use later in life. And so during our experience, we have a mastermind. And so, you know, throughout our trip, we're getting to know one another and curating some questions to get people talking and creating a vulnerable space for them. And during our mastermind, one of the days, you know, it just so happened that it was at random. I, I basically break everybody down into pairs and I have one question waiting at these different, you know, workshop uh, workshop tables and we all just, you know, change spots and shift and get to chat with other people. And one of our guests sat down with me. I didn't really know this prior, but his brother had passed away like a few months before that. And his brother had actually passed away in a extreme sports, very similar skydiving wow. incident. And so I said to myself, well, that's not a coincidence. And quite honestly, when I sat down with him, I had known that his brother had passed before this. And as I looked down at the piece of paper at the question at this at the station that we're at, it says, you know, what are you currently struggling with and how can I help you? And in my mind, I'm like, how the heck am I? I don't even have a brother. Like, what, what am I supposed to do right now? I didn't even know if he was going to bring that up. But sure enough, we went back and forth and, and he had 
explained to me that his brother had passed away in a you know skydiving accident. It was just very recent and very fresh. And I actually shared with him from this book that what the author had did was she chose to celebrate her husband's life. And instead of every year coming up, they, you know, would mourn and be sad. They would actually go out and do very adventurous activities with the family. So, you know, they would have the grandma skydiving, they, you know, (laughs) go kayaking. They would do really, really cool, epic things to celebrate his life. And I had shared this with our guest. And sure enough, um, a year later, uh, actually just a few months ago, he had told me that he was in Utah, where his brother had passed with his brother's friends, going skydiving, um, going parasailing, doing these really cool activities to celebrate his life. And it was really unique because I'm not sure if that would have happened if we didn't have that conversation. So that was a really cool transformative moment in his own personal journey. Um, he actually came on another trip, which is really great to have you know a, a guest come back. And as we're horseback riding in Patagonia, Alex, uh, my horse's name was his brother's nickname. Whoa. Um, Come on. So, yeah. yeah, so it's a little bone chilling there. And uh, I definitely help support him on his, his journey with just support and help and, and all that. And there's certainly other stories of uh, transformation in our testimonials. Uh, we have video testimonials, written testimonials from all our guests. But that one sticks out to me as something very unexplainable and, and unique is how, how I was able to support him. That's awesome. That's such a great story. Thanks for telling us that. I, uh, Ooh, I'm, I'm just the, I love that you said this isn't a coincidence, right? That you read that book. It's, I have a very strong belief that it's all perfect. It's always all perfect. Even when it doesn't seem like it's perfect, like we don't know where we're headed and we don't know where the journey's taking us. And that the moments that seem like they might not be so great are actually leading to the moments that are great. And sometimes the moments that are great are leading us to the other side. And then we'll come back. But yeah, I really trust. It, it's just like things don't happen by accident. Um, I love that story. And you perfectly set up our transition because you're like, what challenge are you, what challenge are you dealing with? And how can I support you with that? So let me ask you. What challenge are you currently dealing with? Challenge, problem, place your stock, right? It doesn't, however you want to define it. Uh, what challenge are you currently dealing with? Hmm. I know it's broad, but what comes up for me as you say that are just the ebbs and flows of entrepreneurship and really just going through that process knowing that it takes time um i think for me i'm i've always been really hard on myself right and and that has its pros and cons um sometimes i use that to my disadvantage but i'd certainly say you know growing a business and consistent wealth creation uh can certainly be tricky at times so let's do, do me a favor um Let's just like take a pause for a second. I like to kind of just change up the energy in these moments. Let's just take a pause for a second. Go ahead and like get comfortable in your seat. Um, maybe take your arms off the desk or however. So like you're kind of maybe put your arms in your lap or um and then just you know, you're a you're a Chopra 
uh, mindfulness meditation grad, right? Um, so just, you know, without me trying to lead you in meditation or anything, I just ask for you to just close your eyes, take a deep breath or two, and just really put your feet on the floor and ground yourself. And before you open your eyes, I just want you to imagine if this didn't exist anymore, this challenge or problem, there were no ebbs and flows, things didn't have to take time, you weren't being hard on yourself, but that you were actually creating the business, the wealth, the impact, and you had the inner peace and the inner joy that I know that you talk about wanting. What would the future look like for you and your business? You don't have to answer that in a second. Just kind of take it all in and see if you can visualize it in your mind. When you feel like you can see it, take as long as you need. Um, kind of come back and share with me what you see or what you saw. Yeah, I, I love that exercise and being able to visualize and kind of map out what that may look like. And go ahead. No, I was just going to, yeah, what did you see? Share it. I'd love to. What, what... Yeah, I think, I think it's a version of myself that is at peace with where I am currently, like right now. And talk about mindfulness and being okay with where you are in the present moment. When you saw yourself at peace at where you are with the present moment, what was different? I think my level of confidence and the beliefs I have. Because let's face it, it's really all the only thing that really holds people back is confidence and belief in themselves. Can I ask you some stuff about confidence and belief in yourself? Please. So where do you think, based on that, like where do you think you're currently lacking confidence or belief in yourself? <laughs> That's interesting because I have been struggling with relying heavily on external information, books, podcasts, wisdom from other people, external sources, and not accessing my own inner wisdom that I know is there for whatever reason. And that's something that I go back and forth with. And I know that when I'm flying high, it's coming from in here and not from out there. So it is a good reminder, but it's it's tough, man, because like, who am I? You know, there's that, that belief of like, who am I to share this knowledge or wisdom with people when there are people who uh, have more success than me, who have written New York Times bestselling books and who are these thought leaders that speak on stages. Um, so it's, it is it is a, a challenging uh, belief to have, but certainly possible to achieve the confidence that uh, I'd like to have.
I want to, I want to presence you to that, that to something that you wrote to me uh, in some questions I asked you before we got on here, which was that you remember being a kid and your teachers or people saying you had a lot of potential. And while that's great, you said, sometimes I took it as a not good enough in that moment. What, let me just have you look, why would I, what am I connecting that to what you just shared? What's the connection there? That I'm, that I'm feeling like my output will never be good enough to match the potential that people think I have. Mm. I also see it as like, you're looking externally, right? You're like the books and the courses and the things Mm -hmm. as if you don't have it inside of you with what you, right? Like is it what you just said, when you're flying high, it's actually coming from within. It's not coming from, oh, I read this in a book. I'm going to go do this. It's coming from, it's like almost like your internal wisdom. Right. Intuitively knowing what to say or what to do. Yeah. What do you think the consequence is of this, of where you're currently at? So the consequence of focusing on the external, not, not leaning into your inner wisdom, you know, living inside of this, not good enough. It's definitely going to hold me back. It's going to hold back the people that I serve because they're not receiving my true authentic self which I love helping people achieve themselves. And here I am, you know, shadowing myself from that. But yeah, I think it comes down to, and I don't think I struggle with vulnerability and being no. seen. I don't think that's that's what it comes down to. I really think there is something there. And it's funny as I was uh, answering your questions pre-podcast i that that's like a new concept that came up for me that you know i was meditating one day and like i remember report cards and my parents and teachers always like oh he's got so much potential like and i look back like what the hell does that mean like that i mean i like i could be better like how about how did i do how did i do now like how am Mm -hmm. i right now and so I look back on that as, and you know, my parents were great. They wanted to see me succeed. They wanted me to have a good education. So I'm not here to blame anyone, but um, it, it, I did, I was held to a very high standard growing up. And sure, I have unrelenting standards now at times. Um, I don't want to say I have, sometimes I can, you know, portray that, but it definitely plays a large part that those experiences with how I, you know, get work done today, because it takes longer than maybe it, it should take. I totally resonate with the potential, not just for my own, but I see it in other people. We talk about people in this way that we think we like relate to as a compliment, but we don't, we don't hear like the back end side of it, right? Oh, he has so much potential. So you're saying he's actually not something that you think he should be, right? right. Um, and I love how you do, how it how it lands as a child, right? Like the impact that it had, that it's like this lasting. Oh, I'm not good enough. I have a really similar experience. I had eye issues when I was a kid, and 
I remember when we went to the doctor and we fixed them through exercises, the doctor was like, he's fixed. And I've lived my whole life with a, I'm broken and I can be fixed because one of my earliest memories is like something was actually wrong and we fixed it. And so now anything that seems right, it's like that, that neural pathway was formed at a really early age. And it sounds like the same thing for you that while it's not running my life or running your life, it's kind of like, just, it just, it's like a, a cloud that follows mm. that has a, that, that at times blocks the sun. So what would be possible if you were stepped into or were living in your full confidence, your full belief in yourself and following your inner wisdom? I feel like I wouldn't be afraid to fail. And I wouldn't care as much what people think of me on my journey, as opposed to perhaps like, you know, shielding myself from actually showing up as who I was born to be or who I want to be. Where are you afraid to fail? I'm not sure if I'm afraid to fail around my business and hmm, I'm not sure if I'm afraid to fail around my family because my family supports me either way. I think just I don't think I'm afraid to fail at all. Okay. I I asked. So let me so let me find another response to that question. <laughs> well, hang on, hang on one second. Because you said right before, right? If it was if you were fully in the things that you're not fully in, you'd be like, I wouldn't be afraid to fail. Right. And then you was like, hey, I wouldn't worry about what people think of me. So you were you were you led me to believe, right? Which is totally fine, it doesn't have to be right, that there was a there's somewhere that you're that somewhere where maybe you're maybe afraid to fail isn't the right word, maybe not looking good isn't the right thing. Maybe it's like a place where you're holding back. We're not like fully uh, like open, exposed, unleashed. Does that resonate more? Definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah, there's a certain uh, part of me that feels held back. And it, you know, a large part of it too, Alex, is just the world we live in. Like we live in a very technologically advanced, knowledge-based world where, you know, information's at our fingertips, right? And again, people don't pay for information. They pay for organization and application. So it really is me going out there and showing people my results and then, you know, forming it, wrapping it up and delivering it in a way that they can apply it. Um, and I take that approach because I see a lot of garbage out there in the marketplace of just information. I'm like, I can go get that. Why would I pay money for that? You know, I can go get that by myself. And so 
I think it's just tricky. There's so much noise. And as an entrepreneur, you really have to just stay in your lane. And I, I use that term because I, you know, in the Ironmans, I love to swim. And swimming is very challenging on race day because you're, you know, used to kind of either if it's cold outside, you have to train in pools, you stay in your lane. But then when you go to race in the ocean or in a bay, you've got hundreds of people flailing around you, hitting you in the head with their feet. Like it's it's terrifying. People die in the, in the ocean, like very often during these races. So I think if I look at, look at it from that perspective, if I just stay in my lane and know that what I'm doing is serving people and it's authentic, um, then I know I'm in a good place. But again, I think comparison comes out of nowhere. I think, you know, not thinking I'm good enough comes out of nowhere. And it's really challenging to find myself in a place where uh, there's that full, like I'm fully showing up, I'm unleashing that human performance in all areas of my life. But I think it's possible, you know, I certainly think it's possible, but I, uh, I feel like I'm held back in certain ways around business. Uh, again, it could be because I don't think I'm good enough. I don't, I didn't, I don't have a master's in business administration. Like, I don't know what it is. I, I'm trying to, you know, I'm reading all these books. I'm doing my best as an entrepreneur, but there's just, um, a barrier to entry that's challenging for people, whether that's financially for me, it's been challenging. Um, and consistent wealth creation, like I said before, is challenging. So as a whole, it's, and it's tricky to put yourself out there back to the tech technology. I mean, it's, it's hard to go on Instagram and put the camera in front of your face. Like I'm not an actor. I'm you know, I just, it's like, that's what I have. I guess that's what I have to do now to like make money. It's weird. It's yes. I'm I, man, I am right there with you. And I know listeners are too, right? Like we are not, we, most of us did not grow up wanting to be actors and hold cameras in front of our faces and talk to them. Maybe and may, and right. Maybe there's a, you're you're about 10 years younger than I am. And maybe there's like the generation that's like 10 or 20 years younger than you that actually that's that's it's changed because the world has changed. But let's just say for people from around late 20s up, we probably didn't grow up wanting to like hold a phone in our face and like do that. And I think what you just said is is really relevant, right? We're having to adapt to a world that isn't necessarily like what calls to us, right? That that some of these things. So it has me, there's a couple of things if, that I want to ask you. One is, I think that often men, I'm just going to speak from a mask, the, the male perspective, because that's what I know. I think that often there's a lot of men that uh, we, how can I say this? Let me actually pose it a little different. I think there's two, there's two, there's two paradigms. There's men who say whatever the hell they want and don't care about the impact of the ripples. And we see those men, some of them are vastly successful because they don't care. And some of them are out of control and get in a lot of trouble. And I think there's a lot of other men that hold their truth inside of them. And this can show up in various different ways because they're afraid of what their truth it might hurt someone's feelings it might get them out of their comfort zone um so many reasons 
if there was something that if there was a truth inside of you that you could reveal to yourself like what's the bold truth that you would tell yourself around this where you're like holding yourself back i think that's so valid the two the two types of men i love the way that you you position that because it's true um and i feel like growing up i was definitely a little bit timid reserved to myself and then one day i kind of stepped into my stride and started to share my own experiences and stories and so there's still that level there's still that part of me that holds back in a lot of a lot of areas of my life um to not sound stupid or to not come off a certain way with people. I like to be very intentional. I love to uplift, inspire, empower people. I don't like to put people down. But if there's one thing that I'll kind of bring to the surface, uh, for me, it'd be, it would be connection. It would be the fact that I can honestly and confidently say that the majority of people that go through life will experience feelings of loneliness and isolation and not feeling like they belong. And so that has been something that I want to help solve in the world. And perhaps I'm not as boisterous as I possibly could be with people on that matter. But that really is the driving force of my business. So I'm going to go back a second because you you shared a lot of stuff. You shared a lot of information. You shared some vulnerable things, but you didn't necessarily answer what I asked you. What would the what would the what would that bold truth be that would you would say to yourself? I hear like the topic it's around, right? It's around mm-hmm. connection, but what? But like, you know. If I unleashed Jesse Terranova, the motivational speaker that doesn't exist, into your face right now, and he was here to tell you one truth and that it was going to like rock you, what would he say to you? It's a very challenging question to answer. I I don't I I feel as if I'm very honest with myself, and I do take a lot of time to journal and reflect and and figure out those things. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that's still lying dormant inside of me. Um, I'm not sure if I've already said it before and I just can't identify it. But yeah, it's that's tricky for me. I I'm not sure about that, Alex. Okay. Do you want to give it a second to see if something can surface? Sure. Cool. So. Let's just kind of give yourself a, a quiet moment. I'm going to stop talking. Um, but I like what I would what I would might ask you to do is again close your eyes for a second and um, imagine that little boy that was kind of quieter and more reserved and uh, wasn't necessarily as out loud with his truth or his desires. What would you say to that little boy, that little you, that little Jesse, that would allow him to become a fully 
expressed human in the world. What's coming up for me is just don't be afraid, but I don't know what that means. And I feel, mm, cool. Don't be afraid. Okay. So let's just look really quick. If we were to look at your this year in your business or in your life, right? You know, we we've mostly been talking about your business and your career, and you know, without other aspects of your life. If you were to look at this next year, 2000, and we're at the beginning of 2023, so it's perfect. If you had zero fear, what's one or two things that you might do that you wouldn't have otherwise done? I would invest way more in my personal development than I've currently investing right now. Double down on that for sure. And I'm pretty content, man. <laughs> oh my God, that's so perfect. So <laughs> thanks for saying that. Um, oh, so I, I, this is, this hits, this hits home really well because I know, and I'm, I'm speaking from my own experience contentment is extraordinary it feels really good but everything we want is locked inside of the cage of contentment because if we're content anything that we want we don't have we actually have no reason to go get doesn't mean we can't go get it but if i'm content with the space that i'm in Right. Like if I'm content with this office, this studio, this house, what would what would fuel me? What would what desire would I have to create the house that I actually really desire? Um, I think it's the it's like the beautiful uh, it's a fine line because I strongly believe if I don't love what I have, it's hard to get what I want. I gotta fall in love with the life I have to have the life that I want. And contentment sometimes feels like a really soft couch that's hard to get off of to go do the shit that you need to go do to have the body you want or the woman you want or the life you want. So you said invest in personal development, which is awesome because that's something you can actually make a choice and go create. Like you, that was really clear. You said that right off the bat. The challenge I would offer you is I actually believe that you'll be content. You're not going to give, you're actually not going to give up your joy. We're not going to like go make you miserable to have what's next. But what challenge do you need to throw yourself into that would like, that would like pull you out of contentment, keep you in joy, but would pull you out of the comfort of contentment to like drive you towards what you want to create? 
Yeah, going online. Definitely. It has to be it because that's the one thing holding me back right now. And I love what you said. I think there's a fine line. I think there is moderation. I think it's important to be highly self-aware of where you are in your journey. And if it's you being fearful to put yourself outside your comfort zone, or if, you know, for me, I, you know, I, I live in a different country and I'm always constantly putting myself outside my comfort zone. So sometimes I'm like, okay, it's time to like not do that 24 <laughs> seven. Cause I also, you know, it's, it's, it's not ideal to always be doing that, but um, yeah, I think going online and having the confidence to create digital products and services uh, I know this has been around for decades now, but it's for me, it's it's interesting. Billions and billions of dollars are being spent every day on the online industry, call it what you want, knowledge industry. And it's like, I know that what I would put out would be of value. And I just need to do it. Yeah. It's like Nike, just do it. It's so easy, but it's yeah. it, I, it's easier said than done. <laughs> you know, it's. So I will, uh, I'm going to take this a step further if you're, if you're willing to let me. Sure. Which is, um, can we create a challenge for you? Now, I'm not, I don't want to make it up for you, but I'm, I want to I give you a, um, an example and so something so people can see also. So I have a, uh, a, a guy that went on our men's retreat and he is incredibly wise. He is incredibly loving. He's incredibly um, devoted and uh, committed to sharing more love in the world. And he's an author and he and he's also a coach. And he, I shared with him that the world needs his love. That it's like, we're, we are being robbed. And not just of him, right? We need it of everyone, but he really, he's really present to it and he can really bring it. And I'm like, your your silence, your meekness is robbing us of this frequency and this energy that we really need. Mm. And I challenged him to go, I don't, I think I did like nine, I think I said 60 days or 90 days to go online every day for 60 or 90 days and share love. That and I didn't say how, right? It could be videos, it could be text, but just to put himself, because there's he has fear around like how he'd be judged or looked at. And that for 60 or 90 days to put himself out there every single day, once a day. And we had like an accountability buddy for him and he took it on for, he's taking it on for 30 days, right? It's just kind of beginning. I think this was like a week or so ago he started, but, um, so it doesn't have to look like that for you, right? I'm not, I'm not suggesting it be like that. And then I'm not suggesting for everyone that's listening that you just go ahead and do that. But I just want you to know how I'm thinking it's right. Right. I want to throw this guy into the fire He's not going to get burned. He's not going to get hurt. Nothing. He's not going to die. But how can we like force him to step in? It's like pushing him out of the plane and forcing him to be with the fall and and realize that after the first five seconds, it ain't that bad anymore. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like you've jumped out of a plane and you know that. <laughs> um, that was my experience, at least for the first couple of seconds, horrifying. And then it was like, whoa, what was I afraid of? So for you. What could be a practice that you take on that forces you like to get online, that pushes you to go online, like out of your comfort zone? Mm. It's interesting. If you look at lists of people's fears, 
I know you know this, a lot of people know this, but it's so funny to me that public speaking is always like number one and death is like number yeah. two or three. Yeah. It's like, that makes no sense to me. And I, I do love to public speak. So I think in some way, shape or form going online and just maybe having, you know, workshops, I, I try and do this as much as I can, but I'm not consistent with it. And so maybe being more consistent with having workshops uh, online webinars with people and just sharing uh, certain certain things that we're working on with our experiences and being more boisterous uh, in that regard would be would be really useful uh, and having a confidence and belief that people actually will come and show up and if they don't if one person comes great you know I I, I know that I know that that would be okay with me if if just one person comes I I think I just need to go do it. Yeah. I would, can I challenge you further? Can I, can we keep pushing this? Please push it as far as, as you'd like. Dude, one, one a month. I would challenge you to do one workshop of virtual, like some either virtual or in person, you know, whatever work, but I would challenge you to do one a month. If you think about it, like, Hey, 12, 12 a year, if they're virtual, that's, from that this nice office that you're sitting in um and to your point right you got nothing to lose if no one shows up well then you plan a little bit more during that time for the next one to get somebody there i doubt i doubt no one will show up but if no one i, I will say the first time i ever did a live event myself the first time i ever asked people to come to a space for something i was putting on one person showed up and it was a friend who came to support me who had no interest in the thing i was sharing they just came to be a friend and support which first of all told me a lot about their friendship which was awesome are you still friends with them i'm like we're we've it's this was a long time ago we're not still like we didn't have like a falling out or anything we just yeah. kind of i i moved away we grew you know we grew apart it's a good friend though um, that's awesome yeah and it's someone who if they asked me for something i would be there i have like a lot of respect for them we follow each other online you know like but sure um but i will say the thing i learned from that is i didn't die no there was no one there to laugh at me <laughs> <Right? Like, laughs> there you go um <laughs> And so, all, and so the only thing, negative thing that happened was I was hard on myself, mm -hmm. but then I did another thing and some people came and I did another thing and some people came. And now when I do things, people come, you know, and like, are they as many people as I always want? I don't know. It depends. Right. It's like, and so much of it. And what I realize is in the lesson is so much of it doesn't have anything to do with me. It has to do with the messaging, the marketing, what, what's happening in other people's lives. But what I know also is that I like doing that stuff and I like sharing and providing value. And so it doesn't matter. It's just like this podcast. If five people listen, man, I hope that this impacts those five people. If millions of people listen, well, that's better, right? Because there's more people to impact. But it actually doesn't matter. I'm like loving this experience that we're having. This is really about my experience with you and hoping to make a difference for you and whoever does listen. So I would, I would, I would send you out there with marching orders to one a month. And I would challenge you because I've seen your social media and it's beautiful. And there's a lot of fun stuff that you offer is to like, let yourself be unleashed there. You know, let, let people see Jesse Terranova and what he's creating and the difference it's making for people. Not from the standpoint of 
what can I, what can I get from it? But like, what can you give from it? It's powerful. Definitely. I take up on that challenge. I'm going to show up once a month, maybe more, <laughs> maybe I'll up that. Uh, but it's, it's certainly something that's right on cue. It's right on time. It's something that I want to do. I need to do. It's uh, great for lead generation, lead magnets to, you know, bring people in and take them through the client journey and support people on their own personal journey. So yeah, I, I love it, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. Well, thank you. Thanks for letting me continue to kind of drive it forward. And thanks for all the vulnerability that you, you know, all the, all the vulnerability thing, all the vulnerable things that you've shared and the openness that you've been willing, you know, to, to be with just to sit in a chair and be quiet on camera with your eyes closed. Right. A lot of people would not right. do that. Um, let's, let's just take a second here and look at like, what have you gotten from this experience so far? I think what I've gotten most from this experience is just a reminder that we're all a lot more similar than we think. And it's important to, no matter where you are on your journey, to just do your best to not compare yourself to other people. I think that's like really, really, uh, you can really spiral down pretty quickly when you do that in the moment. And I think I learned that, um, it's going to be important for me to explore more of why I don't think I'm good enough sometimes, you know, going back to my childhood and, and not examining, but just taking a look at that and seeing how that's affecting me in the present moment now. Because mm -hmm. it is, <laughs> as, we've, as we've identified. And it's something that I know I can overcome. Um, and I think I've also realized that because for what i'm doing the people that we're looking for not the quality of people but the type of people and their hearts out there that we want to bring together on our experiences like it's hard to find people who are vulnerable who share these types of experiences who are as intentional as you are to hold space for people hold an environment where you um have patience and you ask good questions and you allow people to kind of just come out like bring out what's supposed to come out of them right so thank you for that um for helping me be more open-minded and to really start bringing out like what's supposed to come out of me and not relying on external mm -hmm. wisdom so yeah it, it's it is powerful today man a lot of really great reminders I want to just say people want what you have. And what I mean by that is like the, the, what you are creating, the journey, the experience, the adventure, people are yearning for this. People are yearning for connection. People are yearning to share their truth. They're yearning to be honest. They're yearning to have deeper friendships. Now I agree with you. It's hard to find them because the, the same people that are yearning for it don't know how to get it and they don't know how to open up for it and they don't know how to ask for it. And that's why I think it's so important for someone like you and me and me, other listeners hearing this to be the lighthouses that show that, that like shine the light to show them the way that if you're afraid to speak your truth, if you're afraid to get loud 
and and voice, you know, whether it be through a webinar, in person, or just videos of holding, you know, the dumb phone in front of our face, it's like the lighthouse is turned off. And so some of those boats might find their way to the shore, but a lot of them get lost at sea. Um, and we think they're hard to find, but really it's like we just got to turn that light on. Um, and hope them then hope that they get close enough that they can see it. Thank you. Um thanks for doing this. Thanks for for having the courage and the wisdom, um, like the inner knowing to trust yourself, to for not letting the I'm not good enough like prevent you from having this conversation. I don't know if you know that I'm not good enough and I'm not worthy or like the most common limiting beliefs. Like almost every single person has some version of those two. And the difference between you and most people is most people aren't actually dealing with it. They're actually like just, it's just existing inside of them and it's controlling them. And they are, they're making excuses for why they don't have the life they want when really those beliefs, I'm not worthy and I'm not good enough are keeping them in the life that they don't want. And doing, having a conversation like this, going to a therapist, having a coach, you know, going on into your types of adventures, coming on a retreat with me. These are the types of things that, that shatter and break up these narratives. Doesn't mean that we don't think of them. I hear those thoughts, but I, those thoughts control me a lot less than they did five, 10 years ago, even two years ago. Um, so I just want to thank you again for, for having the courage to come on here and and open up because I think what you shared and what we've talked about is uh is will resonate with with a lot with a lot of the listeners. Um and uh yeah, is there anything else you feel like you want to say or share before we close this thing out? I agree with you. I think one thing that comes up, and I know we've we've spoke about this with Brand Builders Group and the founder of Brand Builders Group, Rory Vaden, says this. It's a really, really great uh, one of his one of his quotes. And it, you can choose to take this path. Uh, you know, business owners, you know, we definitely encourage people to take this path or to try to live by this quote. But you are most powerfully positioned to help the person that you once were. And it it's like the lighthouse. You said. Right. Like we have the answers to something that we used to be struggling with, but now we know how to solve or at least how to help ourselves with. And there are people out there who are going through the same exact problem. And you can be that solution for them. If you choose to share that experience or however you choose to do it, but that's the power. That's so good. That hit me that, that I'm like, I, I do genuinely often feel like I am the person to, to speak to. I, I call myself a recovering asshole and, you know, I'm not looking to go find gurus to help them on their journey. It's like wall street guys, you know, guys who have, uh, had their fun with women, the club, the bar scene, um, guys who are focused on cars, money, athletes, right? Ego-driven men. And there's tons of us, right? Because uh, that's who I was. So I love that you said that, you know, the person you once were is like the person that you are most destined to help. And I know that wasn't yours. You said it was Rory's, but thanks for sharing yeah. it. I didn't, I've never heard that. Um, 
if people want to find out about more about you, if they want to watch you holding your phone up to your face, um, if they want to know about one of the next adventures that you're planning, uh, where do they go? What do they do? Yeah, they can head to connectioncreators.com. That's where all of our experiences are up and running live. We have uh, four for 2023 that we're hosting some really awesome destinations. Um, to reach out to me directly, you know, social media wise, I'm on Instagram at the connection creator and you can shoot me a message there. We can connect, but, uh, yeah, the website has pretty much everything on there. Awesome. Thanks, Jesse. Um, maybe your maybe one of your events will not be at the same time as one of my retreats and I can get you on one of my retreats and maybe I can get on one of your events. Um, until then, I just want to share with the audience. Uh, thank you. Thank you again before I even go here. Thank you so much. Thank you for your courage to come on here and be vulnerable and open up. Um, I, I say this sometimes to people that I've done these episodes with. Feel free to connect with me and check in with me around these things if you want some support or whatnot, right? Like I, I'm the one who kind of held your feet to the fire in, in this conversation. Um, and to everyone listening, thank you for listening. Um, I know there's wisdom. I hope you listen to this conversation, not about Jesse, but about you. That's my intent for these, that you can hear or see something for yourself in these conversations. Uh, I am, what are we? We're in February when we're recording this. It'll probably be released pretty soon. Uh, I am in the process of, we have until February 18th, we are early bird prices for the Alchemy and Men retreat, summer retreat, which is in June in Utah. It's going to be incredible. 10,000 square foot house on the top of a mountain. Um, I, I'm excited. It, we have a, a, a five-star chef coming in from New York City, cold plunging, sauna, outdoor activities, and conversations like me and Jesse just had. Uh, we have. Uh, Thanks for listening. Honestly, I'm just a rebel who found a cause and has a dream, and I'm super grateful for your support. If you got anything from this, please help me out and share this podcast with one person today. You can find me at thedreammason.com or at inspirationalalex on Instagram. You are a dream mason because your dreams don't build themselves.